Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. To everyone who's dealt with the hassles of accessing healthcare and thought, it shouldn't have to be like this. You're right, it shouldn't. Partner MD is better healthcare for an even better you, much more than concierge medicine. Partner MD is healthcare the way it should be 24 7 access to care, virtually no waiting, and the one on one attention you need to help maintain your healthy lifestyle. Visit partnermd.com for pricing and more information. Hello and welcome back to the Space News Pod, daily podcast about space, science, and tech. And in this episode, I'm going to pick up where we left off last time with Dr. David Warmflash, who's the author of Moon, an illustrated history from ancient myths to the colonies of tomorrow. And that is available on Amazon. I'm going to link it down in the show notes. So check that out. I also want to let you know about Wayfair, my new long form podcast for the curious mind. Go check it out. It's on every podcast platform available. So it just got on iTunes today, just got on Apple Podcasts. So really pumped about that. The first episode will be coming out soon. So go there and subscribe. And in a couple seconds, you'll hear from Dr. David Wormflash. And this is about Apollo 10. And in this mission, they didn't quite get to touch down on the lunar surface. So you get as close as you can to the land, but don't land. Might be pretty tempting to land if you were those those guys in the lunar module, but they didn't. Did they have the capability to land? They have everything ready to go if they were just said like, "Yeah, screw it, I'm gonna land." <laughs> probably <laughs> not. They, <laughs> they, they it probably wouldn't have been too smart to land because they the lunar module at that time was not um, down to the needed. It wasn't light enough. They were still working on getting the weight down, and because. It, the weight was low. There's been some talk, although it's really hard to get the information out, but that it wasn't fully fueled. And so that they could they could save some weight by not putting as much fuel into it. So it may not have been enough uh, fuel to get down and get back up and rendezvous again with, with John Young. So if they had been really, really uh, crazy and said, Let, let's just do it. Let's be the first people on the moon. Uh, John Young might have had to fly home alone. <laughs> oh, wow. See, these are... As all the command module pilots were, were trained to do, they all knew how to do that. In the event that something happened, their orders were to return to Earth and not not be a martyr and just die with the other two guys. And those are the people, the unsung heroes that you don't really hear about too much. The people that are in orbit around the moon while the other people are down there on the surface. Those are yeah, like the other guys. Heroes. The other guys never get any. It's like this Seinfeld episode, which your younger viewers also probably won't remember. But <laughs> the other guy, you know that that episode with the, the three opera singers, you know Domingo, um, Pavarotti, and the other guy, and Elaine meets the other guy. She's like, oh, you're the other guy. Wow, I've always wanted to meet the other guy, and it's like that. It's uh, well, John Young later he would 
he would get to be a commander of, of an Apollo mission and go down to the surface of the moon. Apollo 16. And that was some mission. That was a really, like scientifically, that was, that was an amazing mission. And he will go down in history as the maybe the funniest of the early lunar explorers because you know what happened to Young on the lunar surface? All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, more with Dr. David Warmflash. I don't. I, don't I think your younger viewers might like to hear this. Sure. Well, they they'll think it's funny. I don't know. Their parents might not be happy if I tell them this story, but <laughs> what the heck? What the heck? So on the on the mission before that on Apollo 15, one of the astronauts had had heart trouble. He had he had arrhythmias which means that your heart is not beating correctly. It means it's either, either beating too fast or too slow or the, the, the patterns of the rhythm are changing. And at first they thought this was because he was working too hard. Uh, he was on the lunar surface. His name was James Irwin. And he was trying to pull a drill out of the ground. <clears throat> and in doing that, he, he got about of these arrhythmias. Later, they would find out that he had underlying heart disease and that now we could detect that early and such a person would not be allowed into the astronaut program or allowed on a mission until, until it was fixed. And, uh, well, so Erwin had this, and there was some talk at NASA that this could be the result of hypokalemia, which means your, your body doesn't have enough potassium and how do you get potassium? You get it from your diet. And so what the, what the flight surgeons decided to do on the next mission, on John Young's mission, on Apollo 16, was make sure that the astronauts had plenty of potassium. And they gave it to them in fruit juices, mixed in with fruit juices. And they were told, just drink these juices, just constantly drink fruit juices. Well, potassium is what in chemistry you call an ion. I mean, when it's in your bloodstream, it's an ion. And your cells will exchange one ion for another ion. And it, potassium gets exchanged with another ion called hydrogen, protons. And that happens in your intestines, and you end up building up a lot of hydrogen gas in the intestines. And so what do you think happens if you really drink a lot of fruit juices all day long loaded with potassium. So you, yeah, you bloat up and here is John Young in a spacesuit, and he starts in somewhat not, not very nice language on the moon. <clears throat> I won't, I won't quote him exactly for the sake of the kiddos, but he's, he's running along on the surface of the moon and he's talking about how, well, Oh, bad word that you're not supposed to say. I got the farts again. I can't say fart on, on the podcast. Oh, of course, yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's then he's, I, there's no way I'm not drinking any more of this, you know what, fruit juice, whatever. <laughs> that's it. And he's just swearing like crazy, talking about the farts and, and the potassium that they made him take to his, um, to his crew member, Charlie Duke, who's on the surface of, with him. Um, and then Duke kind of reminds him that, by the way, you are, your mic is on, you're on, you're on Vox, you're broadcasting basically to all of humanity right now. 
<laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So be careful. So the microphone's all over the place. <laughs> microphone's hot. Yeah. That's the. Uh, and those are the other things that um, a lot of people don't realize that it's not just about the technology. You know, it's not about you know who's going to send the rocket up to the moon. What kind of what kind of lander we have? It's about the human condition when you're on the moon. And these people are going to another body in space. This isn't where we live. <laughs> like the moon is definitely yes. not where we live. It's completely different. But yeah, there's the same human factors that go on down here on Earth that can happen on the surface of the moon. Oh, yeah. And, and, and there's, uh, there's medical issues. There's a ton of medical issues. And there are psychological issues as well. And when we send people for longer periods of time into space and send them to Mars, send them around, it's... Um, the selection has to be very careful about how you select the crew. So even though you'll back since the 19 late fifties, early sixties, when they started selecting astronauts, it was very obvious. You wanted to screen out what's called psychopathology, say somebody who has schizophrenia or a mood disorder, like major depressive disorder or a severe anxiety disorder that person gets screened out, doesn't even get into the astronaut core. But then there has to be what's called screen in, which is who do you put together with whom on whatever mission? So you might be great as a test pilot and as a lunar module pilot, as a geologist scoping out the area, but your personality might not be appropriate to go on the same mission with the personality of somebody else who has to be there also for another reason. And all of these things have to come into play. It's a, yeah, it's just like it goes to any other job. Like you can't be a jerk when you're in the office, you know, and the moon is their office. Yeah. You know? like yeah. That's, that's it's group workplace. dynamics. And that came into play on the Apollo 13 mission because on Apollo 13, they actually switched a guy out two days before the launch. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. That's the only time that ever happened. And there was a little bit of concern from the, the two guys and the crew is still there. Are we really ready to work with this guy? Now, that was episode four of the Dr. David Warmflesh interview. There's more interviews to come up. And he is the author of Moon and Illustrated History from Ancient Myths to the Colonies of Tomorrow. You can get that book on Amazon. I will put a link in the show notes below. So check that out. Also, thank you for subscribing to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button. There's awesome space science and tech stories every single day on the Space News Pod. Also, check out my other podcast, Wayfair. It's available on all podcast platforms, so check that out. Uh, you can search for my name, Will Walden, if Wayfair uh, doesn't come up for you. It's Will with one L, W-I-L. And also, thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me on the Space News Pod. I'm Will Walden, and I will see you soon. Why does Comcast Business power more businesses than any other provider? It has technology solutions that put you ahead, like the fastest reliable network and serious savings. Ask how to get a $500 prepaid card with a qualifying gig bundle. Offer ends 10 22 Restrict and supply. Call for details. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that 
That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.